Hey everybody, welcome to Movie Mavens, a podcast where we watch and review two movies that are related in some way. We call it a spicy double feature. The films can be related through director, actor, plot setting, or even title. I'm one of your hosts, Annie Janes. And I'm Carson Green. This week's spicy double feature is Megan and The Terminator. From this point on, we will spoil those two movies. You have been warned. Both of these features, both of these movies feature a killer robot who can take the voice of any person. There's probably a lot more similarities, but we'll get into those in a moment. Dang. Okay. Also, we're like 30 seconds in, already spoiled, already spoiled. Yep. I told him. I know. You know what? I I like that about our podcast. We just, you know. I I think it's good to say that we will try not to spoil any show or we have a section before we talk about the review it's called what we've been watching it doesn't have a name that's what we call it yeah and we just talk about all the shows and movies that we have been watching for sport not for movie mavens yeah (laughs) and um we will warn you if we're going to spoil it like if both of us have seen something and we Uh want to talk all the juicy details we'll tell you to skip your little butt a Uh few seconds Uh ahead Uh okay well speaking of what have you been watching whoa that was such a fast um, oh my god do you need time that Are you okay? i'm i just like couldn't pull my dang notes up okay i got it okay it's been a while since you and i've talked so i yeah and i'm so woefully behind on my tv mm-hmm. but i finished white lotus season two and and i I think I disagreed a lot on how you felt. Like, my feelings were so different than your feelings about it. Go on. Even though, like, you know, I even knew how you felt about the show before watching it. And, you know, usually if someone tells you it's going to be good, you're going to probably think it's good, too. I don't know. Whatever. Anyways, I really enjoyed it. I liked it more than season one because I felt that season one... When I was watching it, I felt like it was building up to something that it never got to, and it just sort of fizzled out and like, and was much smaller than I expected it to be. White Lotus season two was building up to something, and I felt like the finale reached those heights of like what I thought it was going to build up to. Um, I thought that like a lot of the problems were really nuanced and complex. Uh huh. And uh, I just that I don't know. I liked it better. I even liked the music better. I've been l- listening to both of the soundtracks. Wow. Season two's music, aside from the aside from the theme music, because I think the theme music in season one was better. But aside uh-huh. from that track, season two, I'm listening to that soundtrack just for fun. Uh, color me surprised. Color me literally surprised. Remind I... remind me and everyone how you felt. Um, I just thought it was so bland. I thought it was so bland. I <laughs> was not captivated whatsoever. That has been a theme, though, recently. And I wonder if I just, like, don't have a very good uh, capa- uh, attention span. I wonder if it's a me problem. Ooh. Um, Could be. Uh, okay. No, I just, I thought it was bland. I thought it was slow. <laughs> um, And I did not, I didn't think that it had, like the depth that i was looking for like i really wanted uh-huh. like something meatier and like i wanted 
I wanted more murder. And there was like mm. maybe cheating. Question mark. Period. Question mark. Oh, well, I think that the. Okay, I'm going to spoil something. It's Go going to be huge. Yeah. Hey, this is Annie jumping in to say if you don't want to be spoiled, jump ahead to the 10 minute mark of this podcast. This is your last spoiler warning for White Lotus season two. Okay, bye. The plot to kill Tanya. Yeah. I think was huge because it wasn't like a lot of people theorized, which was it was a plot to catch her cheating with somebody so that the prenup was like invalid. Mm hmm. Her husband, for real, for real, like took her on vacation to Italy only to leave her there and then let, let these like gays come and sweep her off her feet only to turn it like all of that. It was actually just a murder plot. I think yeah, that's pretty big. It just like it didn't. It I needed more signs. I needed more hints. I needed it to be like more oh, mysterious. You felt too off guard. Like too, yeah. you wanted more signs towards what was coming with the gay murder plot. Yes. Yeah. I love that you just coined gay murder plot. Yes. <laughs> um. No. I. Yeah. No. I just wanted more. I it left me wanting more on all fronts. Even, like, I was rooting so hard for the sex workers, and even then, I feel like their well, wins were not big enough for me. That's their crazy, because I thought they were, I was like, you know what, of everyone in this freaking show, the only two that, like, got off positively in my book are those two sex workers. Yeah, and it wasn't good enough. I needed more. <laughs> I needed so $50, much $50,000 for nothing from Lit an idiot. Okay, we got it. We got to jump in. I got it. We got to talk about it. I've been dying to talk about with this show. We got to uh -huh. go through. What do you think of Albie? What did you think when you first met him versus like where he went? Albie is, the, the, is the, son? Young, the son of the guy from Sopranos who really likes Portia. Portia ditches him and then he goes with Lucia who, who got with her, his father. Okay, Albie yeah. is someone that I want to meet in real life and scam. I'm looking for my Albie. Where is Albie? Gonna, for a second, I thought you were going to say to like, because you loved him. No, like, I no. needed Albie, and then it was Ansk. <laughs> that, is, that is what we call a mark, okay? That guy That's what is, his dad called him. He's susceptible. He's dumb. He has no idea how the world works or how people, like, operate he's an idiot i love to see him go down i don't know what that says about me but i loved to watch him lose fifty thousand dollars of his father's money <clears throat> when i wish only thing that could have improved it is if he lost his own money i'll just say that mm -hmm. um i think that i he was more complex than just a nice guy i thought he was going to be a nice guy uh-huh um but like you said he's an idiot and he was like in my opinion a little bit of a creep in that he was like so ready to to lie to his own mother about how his dad is uh -huh. for what he wants which yeah. is probably just like sex because he's never had enough of it like that's yeah just gross it's giving like just immature privileged stupid 
Yeah, ha- literally this guy has no idea how the world or how money or what struggles are. He has no idea <laughs> how anything operates. He was just like, I, she needs money and I need to give it to her. Like, I can't believe he didn't stop to think, like, what could this girl need $50,000 for? Like, that is such a high number. But he doesn't know that. He has no he, idea. He's like, how much could a banana cost? Michael, $100? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I loved it. I wanted to see him. Uh, I I wanted, you know, even then, I wanted the scam to be a little bit bigger. Mm, I, okay. Mm, Respect. Yeah, it just, it wasn't big enough. There wasn't enough of everything. You know, and that's like what you're saying is exactly how I felt about season one. Wow. See, now I can't even picture season one. I literally <laughs> have no. Oh, oh, I remember. It was. Yeah, I remember with um, the girl who uh, Jennifer Coolidge was going to open like a spa or something with. Brendela? Brenda? Yeah, yeah, um, something. Brendela, it can't be that. What is it? Br- mm. Yep. It's right there. You got it. (laughs) (laughs) Broomhilda. No. (laughs) Oh, my God. You don't know uh, it either, though. No, but I never claimed to. (laughs) (laughs) I won't rest until I know it. Anyway, what else have you been watching? (sighs) Are you okay? What was her name? <laughs> Belinda. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh-huh. I have been watching. Um, finally, also, even later, getting around to watching Station Eleven. Yo. I w- so wish I could have finished this before recording this, but I, I think I'm on like, it, it, there's 10 episodes, which is kind of long these days, and I'm probably on like episode six or seven. Yeah. But I'm loving it. Something I'm realizing about myself is that I love an outbreak movie. Ooh, go I, on. I just like movies that have moments where, uh, you know, somebody's coughing in the background uh-huh. and another person's getting a call and oh my God, wait, the trains are shutting down. It's like uh-huh. that vibe I love. I eat, that's like my catnip. Remember early in the pandemic when we watched Contagion and mm-hmm. literally Outbreak? Yes. Outbreak was a bad movie, wasn't it? It was very bad. Yeah, Contagion, not so much. That was okay. Jude Law was really great in that movie. Yes. But- the outbreak in Station Eleven is very good because it happens overseas, and uh, who we're with. Wait, have you seen that part? I have seen an episode where um, the actor's like first wife was in China. Yes, and with then, Jonah, Jonah Ryan, with Jonah Ryan, and then I've seen the episode where the uh the actor's like best friend, I think, who uh-huh. is also gay. He that guy. Mm-hmm. He is like in the middle of like Minnesota or the middle of nowhere or something like that. Mm-hmm. I've seen that mm-hmm. episode as well. Yeah. Okay. I really like that because the stakes are very high of I need to get to the people that I love. Yes. I love that. Yes. I I, I will warn you. I think the next episode you're going to watch might be a little slow. I've seen it. And it's the one where um, 
the main character goes to the prophet and mm-hmm. uh that was such a letdown mm-hmm. it was so much i wanted like a big confrontation i'm like do you remember how he made kids suicide bombers like literally two hours ago why are you so chill right now yeah but uh it does get crazier it gets <laughs> crazy again and i think it's got to because um it knows how to go hard and i just really really dig it that is my favorite show that i watched last year uh, I, uh more than severance oh no yeah severance was number one okay actually. well two is really high though yeah it's so good i love it it's a perfect circle and i love limited series earlier today i tried to watch inventing anna because it's a limited series so bad i had to turn it <laughs> off i was like mm, i've had enough thanks <laughs> Okay, I was embroidering. I picked up a craft, Annie. I have picked up a craft. I need to do something with my hands. So I picked up embroidery. And the perfect thing to do is sit in front of the TV and just embroider your little heart out. And so you can do it in front of many things. Anything, really. I'll tell you what I watched yesterday. But inventing Anna, not one of those things. But do you have to look down a lot? Yes. So... You need more of a listener than a watcher. Like, you can't watch anime with subtitles Tr- on. Oh, true. Uh-uh. No, no, okay. no. No. Okay. I got you, though. That's still, like, sometimes this is bad, but and I'm sure it's really unhealthy, but, like, sometimes you want to do two tasks at once. For and fun. that's fine. I In do fact, that. It, it's, like, it's because we're smarter. It's, like, one isn't enough. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, exactly. You get me. It's not because of our attention spans. <laughs> we're nope. too smart. Yeah, we're too smart. I need two toys to entertain myself. <laughs> it can't be one. Oh, God. I watched two things that you also watched, but you should go next. Oh. Two additional things, but you should go next. Okay. Well, um, I watched two movies in a theater. I mean, I probably watched more since we've talked, honestly, but this week I watched two movies in a theater. I watched um, Women Talking, and it is literally a home run rock star, like star studded stellar ensemble cast. I can't think of, like, I literally cannot in memory, I can't think of a better ensemble. I'm being so serious right now. It is, (laughs) why are you laughing? I'm being so serious right now. <laughs> That's like when you're mad at your sibling. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> uh, okay, like, stop. stop it. Rooney Mara. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. All right, go on. You're being serious. Okay, it's got Rooney Mara, who I adore. Um, it's got Claire Foy. Oh, it's you know it's got Jesse Buckley. <gasps> Jesse, and she shit. is a slam dunk performance. When I tell you that is a slam dunk, literally, she was born to play that role. It also has Frances McDormand very briefly, um, and then it just has like a a few other like really great actors that I don't recognize their name, but they are just. Okay. I don't recognize Claire Foy. Claire Foy, she was in um, The the Crown, the first season of The Crown. I never played. watched that. Okay, she was also in that movie Unsane that we saw. No, uh, I didn't we see watched that either. That. No, we no, watched that for the... Po- oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, 
Um, I really want to see this, but like, I swear it never came out here or it came out for like 24 hours. <laughs> um, how do I it see It literally thing? is so, I think you should watch it. I cried the whole time, literally the entire time. And it was like, it was good tears though. Wow. It was okay. It's a, it was a really inspiring and harrowing story about these women in this colony. It's like an Amish colony who had been serially sexually assaulted like literally violently raped wow. and they were they were put unconscious who wait can you say again who this is in the colony is it a group or one person one woman it, it's a group yeah no it's, it's wow like, it, i thought it's, this was going to be about a one case no 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 it was rampant and oh. there were many rapists many and um the the way that they were getting away with it is that they were putting the women unconscious using this like horse tranquilizer not ketamine Gotcha. And um, and then they were claiming anytime a woman would wake up and they had been uh, obviously and apparently violently sexually assaulted, um, the men of the colony would tell them that a ghost did it. Oh, my fucking God. Because it takes place super in the past, right? Oh, wait, well, no. It's, well, in 2010, it's in 2010 IRL. But it's like a these, cult. Yeah, yeah. And the women of I the I want to col- see this so bad. Dude. The women of the colony were are not taught. They can't go to school, so they don't know how to read. And also, like they're they're just like unlearned. They're not stupid, but they they do like they believe what they are told. They are they yeah. believe. Oh. So this in the village would be a good spicy dub, dude. Oh my god, we should do that. I want to. I might have to look into other means of finding this. I'm sure it'll be out like streaming, but it's just like is uh, so. Then, um, after these rapes, they um ca- they finally catch one of the guys, and then the guy gives up a bunch of other rapists, mm. and they go to actual jail. Wait, don't tell me the whole thing. No, this is like first fifteen minutes. This is the this is like the the what? setup. This is the this setup. Sounds like a whole movie. No, no. This is the setup to okay. Then once they once the women know and understand that they're not actually crazy and they were being raped for real, they decide to take action. And so all of the women of the cult take a vote whether they should do nothing, stay and fight, or leave. And stay and fight and leave got um, a split vote. They were tied. So then hmm. three families, three three families of women were voted to make the decision, to like hold a council and make a decision. So the entire movie is their council. It's them making wow. the decision. This and 12 Angry Men also. It's, yes, literally. Oh my God. But it's like, it is so moving and powerful and harrowing and just like a story <sighs> oh. of like women being strong and resilient and just like incredible and kind to each other. And like, oh my God. It's like sisterhood. It's so fucking good. Damn. It, it like is the kind of movie where you feel good about being a woman. Shout yes. Out. Yes. Literally. I, I love that. Mm-hmm. I recommend. Hard recommend. Um, this next movie, I don't recommend. Uh, <laughs> 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 Let me just set that up. Yep. <laughs> it was really fast. Um, I watched uh, Skinamarink. Oh, you, and you were dying to see it because like 
it uh-huh. was talked about as like one of the scariest movies like ever, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Annie, I fell asleep. <laughs> Literally. That bad? How, like, yeah. how often do you fall asleep in a movie theater seeing a movie? Never. Never. Tell me the last time. I can tell you the last time I did that was when I saw the last Hunger Games movie. It's never. Never for me. Last night was the first time. <laughs> I was so i okay i understand why this movie is getting a lot of hype and i get it like i i'm glad that the movie was made it's like a liminal space like backrooms ass movie it's very art house it's very like conceptual and i understand why people are going ape shit the thing is it asks a lot of the viewer and so i'm seeing online i'm seeing two camps one is the viewer who bought into it immediately and that is the viewer who was able to tap into a sort of primal childhood fear. Uh, and and they were able to feel the fear. Okay. And the other camp, which I am in, of the viewer is I was not able to like tap into that primal fear. And so I gener- like literally felt nothing. I was so like... So what, what is the fear of? Can I ask that? Just like being left alone and like being... um. Yeah, being totally left alone to your own devices as a small child and like hearing things and maybe seeing things and just being afraid of like bump bump in the night. I think that I could maybe tap into it. Ooh, but I it, don't know. But it doesn't build it. It does not build oh. it does not it's build the same it. thing over and over again? Well, it just is like a series of like these Bumping seemingly the innocuous shots. It's a series of shots, a series of sounds. Um, <laughs> it literally like it's. So, uh, it, it's very conceptual. Uh, it's extremely conceptual. Yeah. Can you tell me like a, about a scene? No, because there's not scenes. It's just literally okay, like. Well, okay. sh- yeah, it's literally is, just like. What, there, what are you seeing on the screen? Um, for like three minutes uh okay so it's like um a camera holding off close up of legos that have been glued to a wall and then okay. you're here and then you're hearing like a creepy cartoon playing in the background okay and then you're also hearing a film treatment that has been put over the entire movie so you're seeing like a lot of film like dust film dust yeah um, and you're seeing a treatment, and yeah. then it immediately cuts to a corner, and then you're looking at a corner, and you're hearing the <laughs> cartoon in a different ear this time. Are you for real? Yes, I'm being completely serious. Is there a character? Uh, sorta. This There's- sounds awful. <laughs> this sounds terrible. This- um, <sighs> yeah. Okay. So, I mean, I guess like the premise is that this little boy wakes up and there's no windows and doors in his house and also his parents are gone mom and dad are gone but you're just seeing that through a series of close-up shots yes is there a story in the audio not really there's like a demon or something that asks him to come upstairs and also tells him to put a knife in his eye does he do it yeah i think so 
But you don't see anything. You're looking no, at no. like a, a footprint or something crazy. Yeah, you're looking at like a shot of the bottom of the couch. And how does it end? Uh, I don't know. I fell asleep. <laughs> <laughs> Did you even Google it? No, no. Uh, no, well, I went with my boyfriend and I fell asleep on him. Yeah. And um, when, at the end of the movie, he was like, I didn't need to wake you up. <laughs> and that was that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My God. Yeah. All right. <laughs> That's anyway, terrible. <laughs> don't recommend. Yeah. Anyway, your turn. What else have you been watching? All right. Um, I watched White Noise. Oh, oh, me too, actually. Yes, you too. Mm-hmm. And um, th- this movie is like three movies um there's uh-huh. like a little family sitcom drama where the mom is taking mystery pills mm-hmm. there's uh in the middle there is a outbreak of sorts where mm-hmm. there's a i don't know uh, uh, this huge this crazy disaster like catastrophic whoopsie daisy that mm-hmm explode some sort of chemical plant and it like is billowing in the air and they have to like evacuate everybody airborne toxic event yes and um then that just suddenly suddenly stops and it's another movie again and the third part is like what it's also about the pills but it's also about something else about adam driver coming to terms with that he might die because of it Uh uh-huh and my god it's like the middle movie i love so much and was done so well and then the beginning and the end were like so weird and mid and bland and busy like how could you have so many components and yet i'm still bored yeah um i would have to agree okay you texted me something that is so like nail head um (laughs) you you literally said that you thought that you were trying to follow and trying to keep up and then you realize that a lot of the movie is just white noise and you don't have to follow or keep up. And that to me is really annoying. That's like the fucking Gilmore Girls effect. Like it's so (laughs) just like my... Are you a hater of Gilmore Girls? Dude, I just felt like a ping pong ball. I was like, where the fuck, what am I supposed to be doing? Because my sister is extremely into that show. Mm Mm-hmm. A huge fan and um my dad would always be like oh my like express like feelings like you just did but did you ever watch miss Maisel? because that was like the same style dude worse even worse miss Maisel was worse i can get i can definitely get behind it i um, mean i you have to be in like a certain mindset also but, that those these three things that we just listed not something you can sit and embroider with no way like especially white noise but white noise was worse because it was like as if there were two rory and lorelei's two pairs Uh talking at at once Uh uh-huh there would be three conversations between four people at the same time Oh my and god! You, like, it have to hurt. It. But like it, they weren't even conversations that were like moving the story along. It was like uh, watching. It's literally like you peek into someone's house at family dinner, and it's like that's how uninteresting it would be. But also, as a person who just like, I just was over. I was very overstimulated watching that movie. Yeah. Mm. Hard no pass for me. 
I thought the middle was great and it looked cool, but um, it was yeah, a mess. it did look cool. It was, it did. It was just a mess, though. Mm-hmm. Okay, last thing I watched that you already talked about is Emily the Criminal. Oh yeah, and I love Aubrey Plaza. There are some scenes in this that were like really, really, really tense to watch and uh-huh. really well directed. Uh-huh. But overall, I did not dig or buy this like uh, the connection between her and the big scam artist and uh-huh. like where that went of just mm. like trying to get the scam artist money from his brother or something i was like this is stupid let me watch the movie about the badass woman like why are we getting this man involved mm-hmm, mm-hmm, true okay but do you agree with my assessment that this is the first role where she's not playing aubrey plaza i agree um did you think she was playing aubrey plaza in white lotus yes yeah she was like a you know a rich version of that, uh-huh. but basically she was yeah or we what do we call her what was she called in parks and rec april april she, april ludgate like, uh, april ludgate she was she's like always april ludgate but this movie she wasn't you're right yeah she was emily i thought she gave a great performance yeah i i think though at the end when she was like uh running the the scam yeah uh to allude to it i was like eh, i don't really buy it yeah Although it's like a neat ending, it's just sort of like, eh, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, but it was a fun movie, though. I like. Yeah. I had a good time watching it, which matters. 90 minutes, I think. Uh-huh, yep, yeah, nice and tight. Okay, that's all I've been watching. What about you? Um. Okay, well, just briefly, two more things here. Um. Yesterday, it was raining all day. It's actually raining again now. Um, <laughs> and every day? Yeah, for the last, I don't know, a year, feels like. <laughs> Um, New Year's resolution was like, okay. <laughs> uh, okay, so yesterday I went, well, this is funny. I went to go, well, I was scrolling because I was stuck inside. And so I was scrolling through HBO and mm-hmm. I saw the poster for The Fog. And I was like, oh shit, I like this movie. <gasps> and so I click on it and it was not the movie that I was thinking it was. And I was watching it, and I was like, what the fuck? Why are we on a boat with Tom Welling? This is so weird. Um, and then I look up The Fog. It was not the movie that I wanted to watch. The Mist was the movie that I wanted to watch. You can see how I... A movie that you yourself have seen. Many times, actually, yeah. And you're like, yep. You Not only do you see the words, you, see, you saw a poster. yeah. Well, the poster, I mean, they kind of, it was like, it was fog. So I was like, oh, yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> anyway, the mist. Um, I, so I finally <laughs> eventually found the mist. Um, great movie. Literally such a good movie. By the time I, you started the mist, it had been an hour and a half. <laughs> one hour of scrolling, 30 minutes of trying to figure out what the movie is. <laughs> no, it wasn't that long. It was probably like 20 minutes. Um, but I love that movie. I can't recommend it enough. It's so good. Um, I have it's not giving, seen it, and I need to. I is it a Stephen King thing? Oh, I never. I don't know, but I've always assumed it wasn't. Um, oh, I if the story feels like a Stephen King thing, which I didn't pick up or realize until this yes. watch. Well, it is. there is something called The Mist by Stephen King. I'm pretty <laughs> sure that's it. Then okay. Um, yeah, I, I could definitely feel the Stephen King in it, um, on this watch, which was like, uh, 
I wouldn't say that it put me off, but I definitely recognized it. I saw it. You know, he has a very distinct way of storytelling. Yes. Um, but it's a great movie. I recommend it a lot. Uh, it's really fucked up and scary. Talk about Outbreak, sort of. <gasps> oh, I got to watch this. Mm-hmm. This you is should. moving up on the watch list. Hi. I recommend. Um, right. And then I also uh, watched Aaron Brockovich. Oh. <laughs> Uh, what made right. you watch that? I'm not sure. I well, I've been wanting to rewatch it. I I watched it Christy like Alley? No, Julia Roberts. I watched it like oh. 10 years ago probably and um I don't know if you know this. Well, no, you probably know this, but dear listener, once upon a time, I was going to go to law school and become an attorney. This podcast might have never happened if I had done that. So thank God I didn't. <laughs> yeah, th- you you should all be thanking God for that because you wouldn't even be able to listen to this. Uh, so anyway, that was fun to sit and um, reflect on what a badass bitch I would have been if I went to law school. <laughs> uh, Actually, and- I think in another life I was also a lawyer. Yeah, probably me too. Well, most certainly. Um, but Julia Roberts' boobs looked great in the whole movie. Sorry to objectify, but... I just saw a screenshot and it was like, wow, her boobs are, like, out. Yeah, if you got them, flaunt them, baby. And she mm-hmm. got them. She does. She does. Anyway, that's it. Should we talk about her dub? Let's do it. Okay. Um, let's talk about Megan. Megan, your goal is to protect Katie from harm, both physical and emotional. Is that a doll? Model 3 generative. Android. Megan, for short. I can't believe you made this. I love it. Wanna hang out? Yeah, sounds like fun. Great job. It's nice to have a friend. It's honestly like she's part of the family now. They could be building emotional connections that are too hard to untangle. She's the happiest she's been since her parents died. Eat the toppings, Katie. Research shows if you force a child to eat vegetables, they'll be less likely to choose those foods as adults. Is that so? Yes. Experts say... Megan, turn off. I thought we were having a conversation. Hit me with some facts. Megan came out on uh, January 6th, 6th, 2023. Uh Uh-huh. It was directed by Gerard Johnstone. Screenplay by Aleka Akila Cooper. Excuse me. And the story is by James Wan. Now, James Wan is a very big guy out there. He's done the Fast series, a lot of it. He did Saw, The Conjuring, The Waniverse. Like, he is like... Wow. You know, he is like a horror... Fast... The Fast series is not horror, but like, he is like all over every horror movie. It's like all under him. Uh-huh. Um, so it's interesting that the story was by him. Uh, it's starring Allison Williams of Girls and Get Out. Here's the description from IMDb. A robotics engineer at a toy company builds a lifelike doll that begins to take on a life of its own. And it has a 95% on Rotten Tomatoes. Wow. Yeah. Okay, first movie of the year. What'd you think? I thought it was hilarious. Yeah. I... Okay, much like Triangle of Sadness, when I was laughing my ass off, I like 
I was laughing so hard in the theater. It was so funny. There were so many like quick whips, quick quips and one-liners, but there was also like really awkward and like just weird, <laughs> silly moments with Megan um, that were just really funny. Uh, I thought it was hilarious. It was not as suspenseful or thrilling or scary or even gory as I wanted it or expected it to be. But I think that it, that worked for me. It was like it was really campy and like silly and funny. What do you think? I thought that it was like not enough. It wasn't funny enough for me. It wasn't scary enough or weird enough. Like it did all those things. No denying that. Like I laughed out loud. I don't know actually that I was ever scared, but um, you know, yeah, whatever. And there's some weird shit that I liked, but like it just, I wanted it to go harder, like just go farther. And uh-huh. I'm sure with the horror, it was like really held back by its PG 13 rating, but that doesn't mean it can't still be weird and funny. Yeah. Um, yeah, but like outside of that, which like I feel like we're kind of aligned, but maybe it like still worked for you a little bit more. Um, I thought that it was like really predictable, I guess, and that oh, took yeah. away from the horror. Um, unfortunately. Well, I mean, it certainly followed a formula. Um, but in this, in like a. Yeah, I mean, okay, we all knew that it's a killer doll. Like, we just, they could see that coming from a mile away. We knew <laughs> like, it in the trailer. <laughs> yeah, but, and like, not only that, but it's like when you meet the neighbor, you're like, okay, Megan's going to kill her. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> or when you see the giant robot um, that's in Allison Williams's office, you're like, okay, well, that's going to They're going to fight. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, it's just extremely predictable. Um, but... I'm glad that it's still I'm glad that it's still swung for humor. Yeah, me too. I also um I really liked that we saw okay, the the kid, the daughter or the niece, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um we like they that was an actual character, which I appreciated. Uh, I didn't so, think it was. No, see, so often <laughs> kids are just like props and they're just uh-huh. they're like not given anything um but i felt like that that character was she actually played a role and she was complex she had a real story she like f- um was connected to megan in like a very specific and way that i think like we might see in the future you know like this built-in oh actually it reminded me of that movie that i watched after yang i think is oh, what it's called. that would have been a cool double feature yeah it would have really made would. me watch that movie yeah Damn yeah it. um like well terminator. i don't know uh, terminator well <laughs> anyway um it reminded me of after yang in terms of like we're going to see kids become like have interpersonal relationships with ai with robots with these like talking dolls Mm -hmm. i thought that element was an aspect was really cool there was one scene in particular where they're like well a couple of scenes took place at the dinner table one of them um the niece was expressing like 
uh, I don't remember what they were fighting about, but they were they were like having an an argument and disagreement, and Megan kept interjecting. And was it the like she took the basil off her pizza? Oh yeah, I think that's what it was. And Allison yeah. Williams is like, eat it, and I'm like, it, chill out, girl. It's basil. It's not spinach. Like it's not. <laughs> it's little strips on a pizza. It's not her fucking broccoli side. Yeah, but she had never done parenting. No, that actually, that's something that was very interesting about this movie is that that was unexpected. Just an idea of like this this aunt like comes into be, becomes a guardian of a child because the child's parents died in this kind of hilarious snow <laughs> snow cat uh-huh. accident uh shout out jeremy renner and um oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. and uh the aunt allison williams is horrible she's so bad at being yeah. an aunt and being a family member considering mm-hmm. this woman like is in charge of making the greatest toys in the world i can't uh-huh. believe how awful she is with children um you know what though i saw so much of myself in her (laughs) like if if someone (laughs) if someone gave me a child i would be like are you sure (laughs) i mean yeah yeah i could take it i could take it that's like how that conversation went down (laughs) me oh uh yeah uh okay yeah sure i can do it uh the answer is a firm and strong no from me absolutely not Mm -mm. don't give me don't put me anywhere near a child not even megan not even not even (laughs) actually especially megan (laughs) um but yeah i thought like uh that scene where the therapist comes over and they're like playing but um with allison Allison, yes her uh collectibles or like memorabilia because she like didn't have any actual toys which was weird right she like worked at this toy place yes i'm like where you don't have any lying around here also wait i gotta say that you've met my niece and you were you were good enough for her that she like was obsessed with you she loved you well okay but she's cool yeah but bringing her home and like being responsible and feeding her and like getting her to school, feeding her. Uh, that's, that's a lot. Different. That's a lot more than hanging out on the beach for a couple of <laughs> that days. That is a lot more. You're right. <laughs> Just slightly at the very least. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought like I also didn't love that Megan seemingly like didn't have any rules. Um, you know I love a rule. Like yeah, she could just control any electronics whatsoever. Yeah, and mm-hmm. like. She was really, really strong, which I liked in the Terminator when, like, he's out of his body. His, like, feet and hands, like, are so <laughs> shitty that, like, things are hard for him. I don't know. There there could have been more, exp- like, exploring there. Uh-huh. Um, mm-hmm. Also, I, like, thought it was really, really funny that uh, one, that Allison Williams would let Megan go to this day camp. Like, after she explicitly states how, like, important it is she needs to finish her project on her, like, you know, toy away with her or whatever. Uh-huh. And then they're like, you could sit on the toy table. And then we cut to the toy table at this outdoor camp. And it's like covered in three feet bears. <laughs> giant. Everyone brought their giant bear so that it like kind of covered her up. It's so weird. Um, yeah, I like there was. I really I liked the element that it was like a rush job. Like Megan was a rush job. It was like, okay, we sh- we showed the boss this prototype and he loves it and he's like, we have I have to we need to manufacture this ASAP. 
pee right now. So you need to do your little trial and it needs to be successful. And we need to send her. I, like, I just love that. I, I really appreciate yes. it. Uh, I, that was really good. But did you think there was going to be like a big confrontation at the the conference where they showed Megan off? It sort of just like happened behind stage and then they went home and fought it out. Yeah. No, I mean, I can't. Yeah. Okay. But like, think about the size of that scene and like widespread panic. It would be too big. Yeah. For, that, yeah. That scene would have been too big. And then like, think about like, they would have had to included, el- had to have included elements of like, people were going to be live streaming it and yeah. like, what and like how the cops there's no coming involved. back there's no coming back from that no that 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 story would have been too big and also there would there could not be a sequel yeah so they this movie definitely set up a sequel i thought i thought uh mm-hmm. with not only megan's like soul ai being inside the little google home kind of uh-huh. looking thing but also with the um employee like having stolen megan's documents right right uh, and Maybe there's going to be more Megan's made out there or something. I really liked how creepy Megan was. I thought she was charming. (laughs) She was so creepy and it was so weird how everyone was like, most people except for one character were like, wow, oh my God, she's so cool. One person was like, ah, what the fuck? When did you remember? That was really funny. (laughs) It's like, that's what we would all think if we saw that in real life. Okay. um, So Megan said this alliteration that quite literally perforated my brain and I have not been able to stop thinking about it. And I've actually um, proposed this question to many people now um, and I have been waiting to to propose it to you oh. until this moment. Okay. Okay. So um, Megan was reminiscing with Allison Williams about whenever she was being made and she said... Remember when we would stay up late talking about Jane Austen, Janis Joplin, Jesus Christ, Gemma? <laughs> okay, so here it is. Fuck, Mary kill, Jane Austen, <laughs> Janis Joplin, and Jesus Christ. Um, <clears throat> I think... <laughs> <laughs> no matter how I slice it, it doesn't come out good. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, yeah, you gotta kill Janice Joplin. Wow. You gotta marry Jesus. Yeah. And you gotta fuck Jane Austen. Dude, Jesus would make the best spouse. Think about... Yes. I can't stop thinking about, like... Um, he would oh, be and, the perfect spouse. And believe me, I have put some thought into this. <laughs> Think about you're on a hike, okay? And you have just crested the mountain. And you're overlooking this beautiful viewpoint and you go and you pick up your water bottle and you think to yourself, God, I wish this was wine. <laughs> and there it is. There it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. He'd be very, pa- he'd be patient. He'd be yep. kind. <laughs> yep. Um, this is a pro. Anacon- this is a pro Anacon. Your in-law would be literal God. Yeah. Um, a lot of probably perks being the daughter-in-law mm-hmm. uh, and a lot of high expectations. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Also, um, what would you even 
like feed literal God when he came over for dinner? Fish, right? It would have to be fish. It'd be bread, (laughs) wine, fish. Or just bread and wine, little communion. (laughs) This has gone too far. My fuck, Mary kill would be um, fuck Jesus, kill Jane Austen, (laughs) marry Janice. Wow, why... I'm all about that rock star lifestyle, baby. Okay. See, J- Jane Austen like has some secrets I want to know. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. She's probably like really, really, she's got a lot going on, I'm thinking. Um. Anyway, this is like, that alliteration is literally like the strongest thing that I took away from this entire Megan experience, <laughs> if that tells you anything. <laughs> what did you think of the needle drops? Uh, me- uh, not memorable. When Megan would start singing. <gasps> oh my God! Wait, what was she? What was the lullaby? Titanium was like yes. one of the songs she sang. Bulletproof. <laughs> yes. Nothing to lose. It's also like a really bad pun. I don't know because she's made of that. I guess uh-huh. whatever. Yeah. Also, whatever Megan like the uh, Megan is an acronym for whatever she is. That was like one of the stupidest, funniest lines. Okay, Allison Williams. Yeah. I don't like her. Oh. She is like way too hot to be trying to be a fucking coder to have learned code. See, okay, this is very, thank you for broaching this topic. This is very interesting to me because is she hot or is she just thin and have good skin? She's not actually hot, I think, but she has this fucking face. Mm. She has a jawline. That's what it is. And like mm -hmm. her in Get Out was like perfect fucking casting. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And her here was so weird. (laughs) And maybe that was the point. But no, she's just really thin. She has a really intense jawline. She has like really bushy, straight eyebrows. It's like she should be hot, but there's something sinister. Also, she's really funny. She has great timing. Do you think? Yes. Yeah, where, I do. Where do I see her to watch? Where do I see her to laugh? Uh, gr- I mean, her perf- girls? her Marnie performance, it literally, like... Is that her name in Girls? I've yeah, seen. yeah, okay. Girls. Um, She is the most annoying human being, but she does it she so well. She looks like it. She looks yeah. like it. No, she, I, think she, I think that's why it works, because she's very good at playing annoying. I don't think, I doubt she's like that in real life. I think she just has good timing. I think she's funny. I wonder what she is like in real life. I would have so, I would have my guards way up like (laughs) around her if I had just seen her. (laughs) Uh huh. (laughs) Wouldn't you? Yeah. I'd be like, I think she's like a, um, she's like a Walmart version of Dakota Johnson, I think. Oh, but Dakota Johnson has something sinister too. You know, I, I know, this. but I like it. But I like you know who Walmart. Di- you know who Walmart Dakota Johnson is? Is Go on. um Mia in White Lotus season two? <laughs> the way she smiles like that. Over there. That was, that's I thought that the whole time. <laughs> oh my god, her teeth. Anyway, I'm. Any- anyway, <laughs> I are you? Do you want to score, Megan? Yeah, I'm ready. Hit it. Six out of ten. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to give it also a six out of ten. 95 on Rotten Tomatoes. What is going on? It's funny. Not I enough. recommend it. I think everybody should watch it in a theater. It's a theatrical experience. 
All right, let's move on to the Terminator. In the 21st century, a weapon will be invented like no other. This weapon will be powerful, versatile, and indestructible. It can't be reasoned with. It can't be bargained with. It will feel no pity, no remorse, no pain, no fear. It will have only one purpose, to return to the present and prevent the future. Okay, Annie, hit me with some Terminator facts right now. Uh, it was directed by James Cameron, which is perfect considering our Avatar review is coming up. Yes. Um, written by James Cameron and Gail Ann Hurd, starring Arnold Schwarzenegger and Linda Hamilton. Here's the description from IMDb. A robotics engineer at a toy company builds a lifelike doll. Whoa, I just copied the same. I was like, this cannot be it. I, was, I copied the same <laughs> description. It took me way too long to realize. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. Let's see. The Terminator. Bulletproof. Nothing to lose. Oh, IMDb sucks. Okay. A human soldier is sent from 2029 to 1984 to stop an almost indestructible cyborg killing machine sent from the same year, which has been programmed to execute a young woman whose unborn son is the key to humanity's future. <laughs> salvation god that was too many words that is a run on sentence my god <laughs> if you don't know what that means go read this description they'll see one. Oh, and you know what like i like that i genuinely like that that is the like plot mm -hmm. but the plot is sat so far back behind in my opinion pretty boring scenes yeah that it's like that sounds so fucking interesting and like somehow you made the like the most simplest version of it and it was simple because it was really it was made for really cheap the back then this was there was so many plot holes it was genuinely distracting hit me with one uh for instance the cops we're just gonna we're i mean okay sure what about the oh when he killed them all when he killed 30 cops and then also in the final scene when they literally exploded a fucking Mack truck and then for 20 minutes after there was just no sirens or <laughs> anything they just yes um and then also just like the complete incompetence i guess that isn't like f very far off you know cops are completely incompetent but um it just it was quite distracting and then uh you know yeah, unbelievable like, it, quite literally unbelievable and then also the characters like had no meat or or potatoes for that matter <laughs> they were so one note that like when linda hamilton gets with what's his face well like again plot wise that's cool they did not execute it well because i'm like these two rice cakes of uh -huh. i guess they could be together but i know i really genuinely don't know anything about their characters no like it's so cool that linda hamilton becomes a fucking famous you know soldier leader like voice in this war uh -huh. but like genuinely i don't know anything about her right here in this movie um and also even that whole thread line of them making the so like he came back in time follow me here yeah he came back in time 
to impregnate her. Yes. So that then the child that they conceived could grow up to inspire him to go back in time to impregnate yes. her so that then that child could grow up yes. to inspire him to go it's back. It's a time into- loop. It is a time loop. And not only that, but like if he dies from the Terminator, which he does, then how is he in the future? Right. Like it has to be multiple timelines. And when they might've said that, I remember they mentioned a timeline thing, but like, I, I think that this is like before we were really like, we really as a huge population decided to really know what multiple timelines means and is like you can't sneak this by us without us knowing about that mm-mm, mm-mm. okay also the whole thing about the war was lost like i didn't really understand like what the cause of the war was or why they were fighting or even like really who the terminator was sent by and i think I thought it was like a war between um, robots and AI and humans. So it was like they, you know, woke up one day and it's called the, oh, there's a name. There's literally a name for like the moment when AI like becomes sentient. Like that's a term. So I think it's like after that, there's a war. Okay. Well, but then also there was like a storm of some sort they were kept alluding to a great storm that then led to the war or something like i want to say it was like a nuclear thing yeah yeah that was bothersome <laughs> I'm right there to with me. you <laughs> that was bothersome to me that i didn't understand that but then but then i thought to myself i don't need to i don't need to understand <laughs> you don't you're right actually mm-hmm. um Okay, there are some things... Like, I gotta give some props to this movie. Okay. Um, It's really cool that, like, I've seen this before, so I know what happens. Mm-hmm. I, I knew what happened, but, like, I think it's cool that... If, if you don't know anything about the Terminator, which is impossible by now, like, for the first, like, hour, you don't actually know what exactly is going on, mm-hmm. but it's, like, really cool to see two different dudes chase down one woman. We don't know why, and, like, one is killing everybody on the way, and the other isn't, and it's, like, we... Don't know what the fuck is going on. Mm-hmm. That's really cool to me. Yeah. You don't even know that the Terminator is a robot for like forever. Yeah. And like learning that he is, everything about the Terminator that we learn is like shown and not told. Mm-hmm. Like they never explain anything, but it's like, it's just the way it is, but it has rules. I don't know. That was really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the sh- the scene where like the Terminator is finally a robot and is chasing Sarah Connor through the factory, mm-hmm. that scene I was actually like I was tense. It was I was finally hooked, and that was probably the only scene that I really was hooked at. Okay, but even then, how did she know where and how to go in this massive factory, and then to press the button and <laughs> she that had was been a compressor? On that. Earlier, they went through that same compressor thing and she accidentally hit the button and it like slammed down they're like oh shit oh so that's why she knew yeah wow missed it was that. In that same scene yeah completely missed huh um okay i also really here's one thing i liked the terminator too i've never um, seen it and i think like i hear it's great i hear wait. it's great but i also think what? I meant to say the Terminator as well, as in the character. Oh. I've also never seen the Terminator too. I think that because I hear it so good, it might like retroactively make this movie better. Okay, go on. 
Well, okay, but then I was talking to someone about it, and they were like, yeah, but they the Terminator 2 is forced because Terminator 1 is a closed story. Like, the Terminator dies at right. the end. Right. So how could there ever be a second? I haven't seen it, so I don't know. Yeah. But I hear I it's, like, just mm-hmm. a good movie. It's apparently more of an action movie. Well, This movie know, had some crazy gore, am I right? And it has some it has some really good action. I liked a lot of the chase scenes. I love a good chase scene. First of all, I love an LA movie, so I loved like being on the streets of LA. That was fun and cool and fresh. I appreciated the evolution of visual effects when we saw him take his eye out. I was like, man, yeah. we've really come a long way, haven't we, James? <laughs> Honestly, we have, and what's crazy is, like, it's funny that this is James, because he's such a pioneer of all that stuff. Right. Yeah, um, no, it was, um, he really, like, uh, this movie is one of the first of its kind, and so for that, I respect it, of course. I mean, this is, like, it's sort of, yeah, like, uh, this cre- this was in the first of, like, this whole genre of um weird sci-fi action and seeing what is really possible with film and what you can do on movies and what visual effects can create and for that i respect it i appreciate that uh just uh, that this movie exists do i like the movie Mm-mm. no i didn't <laughs> <laughs> uh it was really hard for me to like pay attention Dang, that's this is one of those movies you sit there with your little craft. Had I not had I not been watching this with another person, I would have had to have watched it in parts. Like pause it and come back, pause it and come back. Yeah. I was like I'd look up and be like, shit, I was on my phone for like twenty minutes. I gotta rewind it. <laughs> it, it would just lose me. It would lose me. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um and and mostly because I've seen it before and like I don't know why it all came back to me even though I've only seen it once probably in high school but I was like ah I know it all and like eh well it's I don't not know. that complicated. It's really not. But it is cool. Okay, wait. When he like has the robot eye in the mirror, the way they shot mm-hmm. that like they put Arnold in a mirror, real mm-hmm. Arnold in a mirror then they had like the robot uh prosthetic on the other side. Oh, cool! So maybe instead of a mirror, it was like a cutout of a mirror. So that's yeah, which is which is really neat. That is really neat. That's cool. Thank you for telling me that factoid. Huh? Yeah. Um. Okay. Also, this movie unlocked um sort of like a fear slash phobia maybe of mine that I didn't oh. realize that I had. Um, phone booths. <laughs> what about them? Well. Every time that they were in a phone booth, which coincidentally, they were in a phone booth a lot because this is 1985 and that's the only way yeah. that you call someone. Um, the idea of touching a phone book and handling a phone and putting a phone on my face that literally countless, maybe thousands of other people and germs have touched and um, put on their face. Oh, my God. That's I'm funny so glad. Because, oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, just I don't think I would be able to live in a time of. You could never contact me if I had to live in a time of phone booths. <laughs> I would be unreachable. 
Actually, that's funny, though, because my thought, I did not consider the germs. That's an amazing um, observation. I was just like, God, it'd be so nice to, like, only be able to be on a phone, like, in these very specified locations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, imagine if, like, the technology um, advanced like it did now, but smartphones were still only at uh, public locations. Mm-hmm. But let's say they can be just, uh, like... Uh, disinfected or something like that mm-hmm. would be great yeah yeah man <laughs> we really got to figure out this phone addiction it's like i think it's a lot worse than um anyone is realizing or talking about yeah it's pervasive to say the least yeah do you think that we'll go back we'll all like agree to go back to something more simpler well okay i'm working on it I told you that, like, I am trying, I'm like, one of my New Year's resolutions was to do more crafts with my hands as a way to expel energy through my hands that isn't just picking up my phone. Yeah. So, I'm working on it. Here, here. Yeah. Mm. Well, anyways, the Terminator, are you ready to score it? Yeah. Um... Three, four, three, three, three. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm going to give it a... Oh, I'm going to give it a six. Yeah. Uh, That means four and a half, right? Four and a half? Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. That feels right. Oof. It's like, it's better than that, but I was so bored, so... I'm just going off how I was in the moment, not what yeah. like the merits of the film. Uh-huh. You know, like I'm again, I'm glad it's I'm glad it was made, but it is it is of its time and, and for I'm that not. for that I can't really <laughs> Yeah, right. Um all right, well that's it. Uh I'm going to give a shout out to three films in a podcast. Go listen to our episode on the, the Big Lebowski. It's out now everywhere. Also, it's a video podcast, so if you want to see our faces, you can. Follow us on Twitter at MovieMavensPod. Follow us on Instagram at MovieMavens. Freaking write us a review on Apple Podcasts. Leave us a five-star review on Spotify. Hey, if you want a Movie Maven sticker, you can have it for free. Just, like, hit us up. Text us. Call me, beat me. That's it. Movie Maven's out. You shot it. Shit, you take your